Thank you for joining the online ministry of Little River Church. May you be blessed by the Word of God. I've said it many, many times. I'll say it again. You trace all of your blessings, all the good things in your life back to their origin. It all begins in the house of God. We're a blessed people today. Amen. Amen. If you have your Bible, I'm going to the book of 2 Kings chapter number 4. If you'll turn in your Bible or turn on your Bible, whatever the case may be. 2 Kings chapter number 4 and verse, uh, verse number 1. Now there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, Thy servant, my husband, is dead. And thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord, and the creditor is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. And Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? And tell me, what hast thou in the house? And she said, Thy handmaiden hath not anything in the house save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow thee vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, even empty vessels, borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons and shall pour out. Somebody say pour out. Thou shalt pour out into all those vessels and thou shalt set aside that which is full. I'm just going to stop right there and I'm, I'll finish at the remaining of the verses in a few moments. But I want us to lift our hands and our faith this morning. Amen. I believe the Lord wants to do something mighty in somebody's life. Amen. Why don't you just open your heart, open your mind, your spirit, and somebody just say yes to the Lord in prayer right now. God, I've come with needs. I've come with situations. I've come, oh Lord, needing you to move mightily in my life and in my midst. I pray, God, that your word would find a lodging place, that it would be received in faith, oh God, that it would be responded to in faith. And while the word is going forth, I pray that the power of God would operate in this building. God, while the word is going forth, let people be healed. Let people receive the Holy Ghost. I pray for direction. I pray for deliverance. I pray for strength and hope. God, whatever the need is, you are more than able to meet that need. And we've come expecting that and believing that. Hallelujah. We give you praise in advance for what you're going to do in the next few moments. Oh, somebody lift your voice to him and magnify this great and mighty and awesome God. Hallelujah. God bless you. You may be seated. The fourth chapter of the book of 2 Kings, we are introduced to a woman whose husband was a son of the prophets. We're not given much information about her. We don't know her name, but scholars would suggest to us that she is the widow of the prophet Obadiah who wrote the shortest book of the Old Testament. Amen. So even he may must have considered every word of his book just a high-priced commodity because he did not use one word to tell us about himself or his family in any 
way. But at this uh, point in her life, Obadiah, her husband, has passed away. The widow is left with a heart that doesn't seem to heal and obligations that she can't meet. Some scholars suggest to us that the reason why Obadiah had incurred such debt was when King Ahab and Jezebel began to kill the prophets of God. It was Obadiah who took the prophets of God and put them in caves of 50 and sustained them and paid for it all at his expense. So now this woman, how could this dear widow possibly feel such the task as answering the debts that have come to her home? Not only does the scripture, uh, does she provide us with an example of how we are to face the challenges of our life, but I think we can safely say that every one of us at some point has found ourselves where this dear lady is standing in need when the creditor calls. Amen. If I ask for a show of hands this morning, every provider here could probably recall a time when a bill came due, but you didn't have the funds to pay it. As a result, the widow comes to Elisha and begins to share with him her situation. <laughs> he says to her, or she says to him, you remember my husband, what a great God-fearing man that he was, yet because of his position, he did not leave much money for us, and there is not enough to pay the bills, and so the creditor has come. They're going to take my boys to be bondmen because according to Mosaic law, the creditor had the right to claim that person and their children, and they were duty-bound to serve them without pay until the debt was cleared or until the year of Jubilee. According to the laws of the Hebrews, children were considered property of the parents, and the parents had a right to dispose of their children for the payment of their debts. Now, those of you who are still blessed to live at home and live under the roof of your parents, can you imagine how you would feel if you're in the other room and you overhear the conversation at the dinner table, amen, where your parents are discussing, you know, it would be nice to pay the car off, to pay the house off. Which one of these kids do you think would bring the most money? Well, I just leave that right there, and some of you better thank God we don't live under that law anymore. Amen. This lady had received her final notice. Out of desperation, she cries out to Elisha. She's faced with disaster. Down to her last prayer. But we must always remember, amen, that when we're in trouble, when we're in need, there is a way. Amen. There is a God who is faithful. There is a promise, amen, that will not fail. The psalmist said, you call upon me in the day of your trouble. I'll deliver you. Amen. You're going to glorify me when your resolve, when your faith is being tested and tried. I, you will do well to consume yourself with prayer and the word of God. I said it this morning. Study the word of God until you know what the word says about your situation. Then stand on that word and watch God do what he said he would do about the situation. I promise you, he's a God of his word. I promise you, God will do exactly what he has promised. His word will not fail you. 
Elijah said, what can I do for you? What do you have in the house? Not what would you like to have? What would you hope to have? But what's in the house? Amen. And the woman, as most people do, instead of focusing on what she has, she focuses on what she doesn't have. I don't have anything in the house but this little pot of oil. Amen. She has so little oil that she thinks that it's not worth mentioning. She thinks it's really not worth bringing up. But God can do a miracle through something that we feel like isn't even enough to talk about and significant enough for God to work with. What your enemy wants you to do is despise your oil. Amen. If I I were the enemy and I knew I couldn't take your oil, I tried to convince you that what you have isn't worth using. It's not worth talking about. It's not worth bringing up. Amen. That's why some would sit in a service week after week. Amen. And never realize what they have in their possession is enough to see them through and get them through. She's so focused on what she doesn't have that she overlooks the possibility of what God can do with what she has left. It's possible that you're overlooking the very thing that God wants to work a miracle I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. It's already been mentioned. You may feel like you're la- down to those last bit of uh, a sand in the in the scale, if you will. Amen. But God can take what you've got left and multiply it and use it. So just give Him what you got. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. In times of great challenge, we need great faith and we need great vision. There have been very few cases of eye strain that have been developed by looking at the bright side of things and looking through the eyes of faith. Elisha began to shift her vision onto what she has. Doubt only sees what you have left, but faith sees what you have left and what can be done with it and what God can do with it. Amen. Faith is putting all your eggs in God's basket and counting your blessings before they hatch. It's knowing God can do something with what I got left. She's got one pot of oil and she's saving it. Saving it for cooking. Saving it for sustenance. Some say that she was saving that pot of oil to be used to anoint her body when she is buried. But the woman thought, I'm only going to find an answer. It's going to come from an outside source. It's going to come from outside my house. But when I go through the word of God, the most of the time, most of the answers to our issues can be found amen inside the house I've come to preach for the next few moments that what you need is already in the house this morning Hallelujah, the remnants of a leftover past is the basis for a present hope somewhere in what you already know and what you already possess is the answer for what you're facing today. Hallelujah, in Exodus 4, God gave Moses the command, go back to Egypt, demand God's people go. And Moses said, I can't talk. I'm I'm not a good speaker. I've got slow speech. But God said, what do you have? 
All I've got is a rod and a staff. And he said, you take it. Amen. God said, you take what you're comfortable with. You take what you're familiar with. Cast it down. It became a serpent. And he picked it up. And it became a rod again. Uh, he was going to need that rod. Uh, he was going to need to feel comfortable with what he had left. Uh, because they were going to reach a place uh, where they were going to face a water they could not cross. Uh, and mountains that were on every side of them. And an army that was approaching them. Uh, amen. But God did not leave them there. Amen. Just so the impassable waters would stop them. Uh, he did not take them there. Just so the mountains would block their progress. Uh, God brought them to the Red Sea. And halted them before impassable waters. Uh, by impassable mountains. Uh, to destroy an indestructible enemy. Uh, because just when you think God has stopped your progress. Uh, you realize God just set me up for a victory. Just when you think it's over. Amen. God steps in and said I got a plan. Uh, so instead of reacting like Israel did. And complaining uh, and wishing I'd go back. Instead I'm going to start looking for a victory in this situation. I'm going to start looking for a celebration because God's about to turn my dilemma into dancing. Like Moses, your victory's going to come with what you got in your hand. The Bible said he lifted his hand and the water parted. Wonder what God would do for you if you just lifted a hand today. What would God do for you if you take your hand clap and your waving hand and just gave it to him right now. What kind of door would God open? What kind of healing would it bring? What kind of blessing would he give to you if you just used the power of your praise right now? Somebody that needs a breakthrough ought to lift a hand. Somebody that needs a miracle and needs healing and needs Holy Ghost ought to lift you got, amen, in the midst of the house. Everything you need, just connect with it right now. Oh, I feel something moving in this house. One more time, would you lift your hands and worship God? right where you are Holy Ghost can fall on you right where you are healing can come to you it's already here just connect with it the answer's already in the house the answer's already in your hands right now. Hear me what you need to get through this battle. The answer, the healing to your body, the salvation of your soul, the miracle to the mess you're in right now is never going to be found by leaving the church and going back to what God brought you out of. Your answer is here. Your answer is in this house. Your answer is in the presence of God. So right now you sit in a place where every need in your life can be met. Right now, you're in an atmosphere where everything in your life can be changed. You don't have to look anywhere else. You don't have to go anywhere else. It's here. It's in the house. Hallelujah. I said it's in the house. Hallelujah. It's in the house. It's here. Some of you already feel it moving on you. All you got to do is respond to it right now. Elisha said, you go, 
you get all the vessels you can get. Amen. Borrow from your neighbors. And don't borrow just a few. For that poor widow to go out. Amen. And appeal to her neighbors to ask for empty vessels. Amen. Is a test of her faith. I honor her. Amen. Knocking on the door. I'd like to borrow the churn, the milk pan, amen, the syrup bucket, the mason jar, the mop bucket, anything you can give me. What are you going to do with that? Well, I'm going to fill it up with oil. Out of that little pot, out of that little vessel you've got left, some laughed. I'm sure they mocked. But she had faith in God and in the man of God. And the man of God said, when you've gathered up all the vessels, you go back home and you shut the door. And you take that little vessel you got and just start pouring it into all those vessels that you got, that you found. Amen. It sounds a little bit crazy. It sounds a little bit odd. But sometime before you see the miracle, amen, he said, you go home and shut the door. There's some things you got to close the door on in your life if you're ever going to get anywhere and get a miracle you got to shut the door on doubt and unbelief and fear and the voices that'll say it'll never happen it's never going to transpire in your life you got to lock yourself in prayer you got to lock yourself in worship and word amen because it may sound crazy to everybody else but when you got a word from god he said, you just go home and start pouring. You gather the empty vessels, close the door, take your pot, and start pouring it out. <laughs> Sounds a little bit crazy to me. Amen. Almost impossible. There isn't enough oil in this vessel for it to overflow. So how am I going to take a vessel that's not completely full and fill a vessel bigger than that? How am I going to take one cup of oil and fill a five-gallon bucket? How can I take what isn't enough and make it become more than enough? I'll tell you how. Because you know the El Shaddai, the God who is more than enough. Hallelujah, I said, because you got a word from the God who's more than enough. Let me tell you, I've never seen God do anything that was just barely enough. I've never seen God just barely save somebody or barely deliver them or barely heal them. I've never seen God just almost just enough answer a prayer. He doesn't just show up with just enough to feed 5,000. He'll leave you with 12 baskets left over. He's a God who's more than enough. God has the answer if you got the faith. God has the power if you've got the ability to respond to it. And the only way to increase what you have is to use what you have. Amen. The oil flows only when it's poured. You can pray over it. I can wish over it. I can cry over it. But until I pour it out, amen, it's going to stay small. If the enemy cannot take your oil, he'll try to get you to stop pouring. Amen. But I've come to tell you, don't stop praying. Don't stop worshiping. Don't stop dancing. Don't stop believing. Just keep pouring it out. Hallelujah. I said just pour it out. And the Bible said she poured unto every vessel was full and the oil stayed. And she sold it and had enough money to pay the debt and money left over. Because God doesn't just meet my expectations. 
God exceeds them. God doesn't just meet your need. God always exceeds the need. Hallelujah. And once the oil started, nothing the prophet said stopped the flow of it. Once the flow started, God did not set boundaries on how much oil was needed to fill the vessels. There was never a lack of oil. There was only a lack of vessels. And that's always the case with God. There's never a lack on God's part. I'm going to say it again. There's never been a lack on God's part. He owns it all. He made it all. He's in control of it all. It's always been a lack on my part. He said, you have not because you ask not. If you believe, uh, all things are possible to him that believes. Uh, amen. I just don't give God enough. Uh, but if I'll give God more talent and more praise uh, and more faith for God to feel. And that's the challenge I feel today. Why don't you Give God more so God can give you more. I know what somebody's thinking. He's up there asking for money. I'm not even thinking about that. I'm talking about pouring out some prayer and some praise and some faith. Giving God what's down in here so God can give you what's up there. Hallelujah. The vessels are going to fail before the oil ever fails. Your capacity to receive is going to disintegrate before God's capacity to give you will diminish. There's more manna than Israel could meet every morning. There was more water than they could drink. There was more cloud than the sun could burn through. There's more healing than you have sickness. There's more deliverance than you have bondage. There's more Holy Ghost than you've got situations. There's more miracles than you have dilemmas. All God's waiting on is for you to give him what you've got. So why don't you pour it out right now so God can give you what you need. And what you're, why don't you pour out more praise so God can give you more victory. Why don't you pour out more prayer so God can give you more answers. Give him your heart and watch God fill you with the spirit. Hallelujah. I feel a call in the spirit for somebody to empty themselves right now. Come on, just empty it out and watch God fill you. Watch God work for you. You're holding on to that last little bit because you think, amen, it's all I got. But if you'll pour it out, God's going to give you more than you can imagine. Oh, let's pray in the Holy Ghost. Somebody lift your voice and let's pray in the Spirit right now. Somebody's one poor from being healed. One poor, amen, from receiving the Holy Ghost. One poor from a miracle. But he's waiting on you. God can't fill you till you empty you. God can't respond. Amen. God's done all he can do until you pour out your faith. Until you exercise your faith and your response to him right now. Hallelujah. God wants to do it right now. God wants to do it this instant. Hallelujah. 
Hallelujah. Realize how long would it have taken for her to get all the, 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 the vessels, the grapes, the olives, to fill that many vessels. God did it in an instant. Amen. It doesn't matter how long you've been sick. It doesn't matter how long you've been bound. God can do it right now. God can deliver you right now. God can heal you right now. What you need in this house. Uh, come on, just keep praying. Just keep praying. The Holy Ghost is moving right now. I feel a call. I feel an urgency in the spirit. Come on, your answer is already here. The promise you, you're holding on to, it's here. The power is here. The provision is here. Why don't you close the door on doubt and start pouring out your heart to God? Why don't you pour out some prayer right now and pour out some faith and some praise and watch God give you a miracle? I know what somebody's thinking. I'll give more when I get more. I'll praise more when he blesses me. I'll dance more when he works it out. Uh, Amen. We keep praying more and God keeps saying poor. You keep praying for more and God keeps saying poor. If you'll pour it out. I wish somebody had slipped a hand in the air right now and lift their voice and begin to pour out some faith and some prayer and some praise right now. You're within reach of a miracle. You're within reach of receiving the Holy Ghost. You're within reach of being healed right now. God's waiting on you to pour your heart out to Him, to pour it out to Him right now. Slip your hand in the air. Amen. While you're doing that, stand to your feet. Holy Ghost is moving in this house. There's a call in the Spirit poured out. It's already here. He's just waiting on your response. He's ready to fill you if you'll empty you. He's ready to work if you'll step out. Amen. God's waiting on you right now. Thank you for watching today. If you would like to help us deliver content around the world online, please consider making a donation. Please go to littleriver.church and choose what option works best for you. Thank you and have a great day.